Well, I mean, the Instagram machine went live pretty quick, but we had some serious connection problems last week. And we have some lighting problems on the YouTube camera. Good golly. It must be Monday night. Oh, look at my hair. Holy moly. Well, let's let, uh, let's let the Curry Brothers take me there, and I'm going to adjust my lighting. My forehead isn't completely burned out in white. That's nice. Aiming for that. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Instagram, it's probably roughly the same. But that's where we're at, kids. It is Monday night. Mike thinks I look great. Thanks for that, Mike. Mike and Ben are here. Ben thinks my hair looks beautiful. Well, thanks, buddy. I like. I appreciate you both immensely. Uh, I. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a big hair today, but uh, I appreciate that. Hey, I just found some messages on my Instagram, by the way. So. If you're one of the two people in the past month or so who's tagged me in a post as Toronto Beer Blog, sorry I didn't notice it. Those beers both looked delightful. And to, well, you didn't tell me if I could say your name. I'm just going to say your first name because it's Chris, same as me. Chris, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, whatever. Uh, hey, uh, do I tell people what beer I'm doing in advance? No, typically not. Because like, for instance, tonight I bought this beer on my way home from rugby practice. So a lot of the time, I don't know till the day of sometimes I have something in my fridge that I'm keeping. Sometimes I do sort of tease a little bit like I'll be like, oh, uh, if you enjoy hazy, hoppy IPAs, you should tune in next week. Um, but I do like your idea that it would be nice if you could drink along with it. So. I mean, hey, hit me up again. Uh, friend and anybody else, feel free to voice in on that. I'm really bad at planning stuff, but I could make the effort. And if you wanted to have a beer with me, we could do that, guys. We could do that. Anyway, business done. Apologies to three people. Two of you. Beers look great. Chris, not a bad idea. Let's see if it has any traction, as they say. Hey, what's up? Um, I'm kind of sore tonight. I had a tattoo session on Saturday and I can't sit back in my chair. Well, I can, but it's just not very comfortable. So I have a bad feeling I'm going to be moving around a lot tonight. I don't know how that's going to translate on mic, but certainly in the videos, if I'm making you motion sick, I'm sorry. Um, I just, I'm a little uncomfortable. Uh, not terrible though. Not terrible. Took the wrapper off it today, which felt great. Man, I love that feeling. Feels good. Uh, but other than that, heck of a nice weekend. Did you have a good weekend, friends? Did you? I was in the Pride Parade yesterday. That was fantastic. My son came along. He had a ball. Loved it. He was a little worried because he's shy. He doesn't like groups of people. Let's see it. The Pride... Not the Pride Parade. You want to see the tattoo? I'll show you the tattoo. Uh, anyway, Pride Parade was great. Ben loved it. I'm going to show the tattoo. I, I'm not sure how effective this is going to be. Hang on a sec. Ugh. So that's me with no shirt on. Are we getting that? The problem is I can't see my camera. That's my new tattoo. I'm gonna put my shirt back on, I don't know why. Ben wants me to tell us what I'm drinking already. What am I drinking, Ben Johnson? Pleasure to have you. Electrotonic from Eastbound. It's a juniper 
Saison. Man, if my hair wasn't bad before I took my shirt off, it's bad now. Electrotonic Juniper Saison from the good people down at Eastbound. Hello, Hatchet1209. Sorry you joined in just as I was taking my shirt off. That doesn't normally happen on the Toronto Beer Podcast. Thanks, Mike. I'm fond of it, too. I don't know how well you guys could see that. That is a blue whale uh, mother with her calf. And it takes up most of my back. And it's ouchy right now. Uh, yeah, it does sound nice, man. And you know what? Let's just let's just get it. Let's just get it. I'm, I'm all for it, too. Thanks for saying that. I appreciate that. Electrotonic Juniper Saison. Now, I've had their Nerve Tonic, which is a Saison that um, it's got some like ginny type things, but this says right on it. This beer is dry with gin botanicals. I am all over that. Ben says you blew yourself. What a whale of a tattoo. Oh, Ben, I didn't blow myself. Oh, it doesn't work when you say blow. Fuck. Oh, and I just swore I'm going to have to beep that out on the actual podcast. Damn it, Ben. I say my artist blew on my back. That's what I say. Just because I'm appropriate that way. Hey, I'm going to pour this on camera. I started and then I stopped. As you can see, this is a slightly hazy gold amber, maybe, if you prefer. Look at how clean that glass is, friends. You know why that glass is that clean? Because I cleaned it. That's why. Because I could see when I took it off the shelf, it was dirty. Dirty. Anyway, now it's clean. You can tell because there's no bubbles stuck to the side. Beautiful. And we use this really trippy, dippy, hippie uh, dish soap that my wife buys. Bless her soul. Isn't she wonderful? Ugh, I'm so lucky. Anyway, the best part about it is it's oil free. So everyone's always talking about, oh, you need to you need to wash your beer glasses with uh, with oil free soap. Hey, Curtis Brew, just talking about oil free soap. And uh, I never knew what that meant. <laughs> I did typically find that glasses washed in the dishwasher came out less bubbly than glasses washed by hand. I've subsequently discovered since we started using this, it's true earth, by the way, that it's oil free. So win win. I think it's unscented, too. Certainly this beer doesn't smell like dish soap, so that's a benefit. Anyway, you know what? Let's get into this. I've been talking for bloody on six minutes here. Good day to you, too, sir. Uh, so Electro, I keep wanting to say Electro Boom. Does anyone watch Electro Boom on YouTube? Oh, if you don't, you should. He's Canadian, too. Crazy, right? Lives in Calgary. How about that? Electrotonic from Eastbound. Juniper Saison. I mean, that smells like juniper to me. I was going to say, I'm no expert. Why the hell are you listening to this? Okay. I've got some experience. This smells like juniper. It's interesting because it smells like juniper, but it smells very much like fresh juniper. Like typically in a drink, you get dried juniper berries, but this actually smells a little branchy, if that makes any sense. You ever ride your bike as a child into a juniper bush and then really regret it? Because by the way, juniper is kind of prickly. It smells like that. Definitely can get some Saison uh, yeast character. If you just heard me lift up the can, by the way, I wasn't cheating. I was looking at the part that you can see, too. I know that it's supposed to taste like gin. I'm just twitchy tonight. Like I said, I can't sit back right now. It's very annoying. Uh, what were we doing? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's juniper. It's a little perfumey, maybe a little floral. And uh, 
There's something very clearly coming through from the malt there. I think it's Pilsner malt. It's very simple, but it's nice. Yeah, the floral note's really interesting. I'm trying to pick off what it is. Sort of wildflowery almost. And I'm assuming that's botanicals from the beer, but it could be the yeast. Saison yeast can kick off some funny things. All right, I'm just going to stick it in my drink hole. One second. Mmm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, that's nice. That's something, guys. I wish you were drinking this. I don't think the guy Chris is here right now, but if you were, I would agree with you. If I could have told you to get some of this, you ought to have. It's tasty. So... Spicy Saison yeast is actually the first thing that kind of hits. There's a little bit of uh, it's a wheat-like tang, if we can call it that. Uh, it, it tastes a little weedy. I'm going to guess there's some wheat in that uh, in that beer, in the, the grain bill. Could be wrong, but I suspect. Saison um, yeast can give a little kind of tang. It's not quite sour, isn't quite the word we're looking for, but yeah. I don't know, you kind of get it on the sides of your tongue a little bit. And by the way, I'm not one of these people that insists on that four thing on your... That's BS, and we all know it. But uh, you do tend to pick up sour notes on your cheeks and kind of the back and sides of your tongue a little bit more than other places. And I get a little touch of that. Again, attributable to wheat, I believe. Definitely some spicy saison yeast. I mean, you know me, I always want to guess that it's a French Saison yeast. I'm not sure if this one is, to be honest with you. It's interesting because the beer is not quite as dry as I was expecting it to be, despite the fact that it does say that it's dry. It is. It's just not as dry as I was thinking. I was picturing this being bitingly dry. It's not biting yet. I'm going to have another sip. Yeah, oh, and by the way, juniper. For sure, juniper. And again... Some juniper berry, again, probably dried, but like, I think there might be juniper branches in here, which isn't uncommon in like Scandinavian brewing. People do that all the time. Sati is made on juniper. Um, what's the other one? Kvike. Yeah, that's the other one. They both often have like juniper branches. And in fact, in, in some of the traditional brewing uh, methods, you would make a bed of juniper branches and that was your 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 screen so in a in a mash tun you put all of the i just smacked myself in the face Ugh. you put all of the grain and the warm but not boiling water it's warmer than warm it's hot you wouldn't want to have a bath in it it would burn the crap out of you um but you put all that in a, in a big old pot and then you drain the liquid through uh, a false bottom which is you know, screen or mesh or there's different things, but the idea is it's, it's like a sieve and the liquid drains out and the, uh, Oh, we don't have rugby practice tomorrow. Perfect. Cause I was going to miss it anyway. Sorry. I just got a message on the old Instagram machine there. Uh, what was I saying? Screens. They would use juniper branches with needles and all. They would make a bed of it in the bottom of the pot, put all the stuff in on top. And then that becomes the screen or the strainer, if you prefer. Uh, and also, obviously, would impact the taste of the beer, because you can't put juniper in there without it tasting a little junipery. This has got a junipery branch kind of taste to it. Oh, yeah. It's so good. 
The Saison yeast actually comes through surprisingly well. I say that Saison yeast is a very notable flavor, like it doesn't mess around. But when people start adding things to Saisons, which is not uncommon, I mean, even historically, <clears throat> you might put some spicing or something in there. That's that's fine. That's allowed. Um, but because the flavor profile of a Saison yeast is is it tends to be spices um again not spicy not picante spices spice cupboard spices pepper maybe some clove perhaps which i know we also get in wheat beer but the yeast strains are, are not dissimilar you can get actually you can get some other wheat beer flavors and again i think there's wheat in this beer and so i'm wondering if my brain's playing a trick on me there might be a little bit of banana in here but that could be yeah, I think there is. Um, that could be my brain playing a trick on me because especially when you get like programmed really hard, sometimes when you taste like a, a, a flavor X that is uh, reminiscent of, of a specific type of beer, your brain will automatically start like pattern recognizing and will tell you that there are other things there that I'm not saying that taste isn't there, but it might not be clearly banana. It's just my brain is doing a pattern recognition, which is like, oh, there's wheat in this beer. And I think there's this taste. Oh, I think it's banana because that just they go together. Um, it, and it's actually it's it's one of the problems of again, I tend to stay away, stay away from the E word, but it is a problem with expertise, um, especially very um subjective things like taste your your body will learn your brain will learn to make shortcuts uh which often work in your advantage and that's why you're that's why we've evolved to do that <laughs> um that's why we see jesus's face in toast when jesus's face isn't in toast we do pattern recognition and it saves a lot of time and a lot of brain processing power um if you don't have to figure out everything every time uh but the problem with pattern recognition is it can fail you and so I'm a little wondering, a little wondering, I am wondering a little if I'm being failed by my brain right now. It's also worth mentioning my brain slammed off the inside of my skull more times than is healthy. So we need to bear that in mind too. Um, nice saison yeast, bit of white pepper, maybe a little clovey, uh, some wheat in the malt bill, I think. I'm going to look it up and see. Again, maybe a touch of banana, but that might just be my brain playing tricks on me. Juniper berries and branches that floral note it's interesting i don't get it so much on the palate but as soon as i've swallowed it it's still in the air in my mouth so it's there it's maybe just a little bit more dialed back but there is a nice yeah it's less wildflowery more rosy kind of almost petal um very interesting. Couldn't tell you much about the hops here. I'm going to assume it's probably made with a noble hop, uh, which would be typical for the style of, if it's a Saison. The thing with that, there is a definite bitterness, but like juniper can kind of do that. Uh, juniper is a little resinous. Uh, and so again, pattern recognition. Um, my brain, because I'm tasting juniper, is saying that that's probably juniper, but that could also be some of the hop influence as well. Some of the bitterness, some of the astringency. Um, couldn't tell you much more about that specifically, uh, what hop is in there. There's something. It certainly has bitterness. 
Um, but it's it's just a background issue. Mouthfeel, by the way, is delightful. Another reason why I think there's wheat in it. I think there's wheat. I don't think there's oats. And I don't think there's rye. And certainly, well, I say certainly not spelt, as if I could tell. Um, I don't, I'm not... I'm not getting anything that's making me think it's anything more than what I've said. I think it's wheat. There's a, a bit of a, you know, creaminess to the body that wheat can certainly lend. And again, that weedy kind of tang is the only way I can describe it. Tang is a cool word because it isn't quite sour. And as soon as you say tart or sour, like we were talking acid and this beer is not acidic or I mean, it is on the pH scale, but it, it's not notably acidic. It's not a sour beer, but there's a bit of a tang from the wheat. I think, you know what? I think it's time to look it up. Hang on a sec. Mm. And a very nice, moderate, prickly carbonation. It's good. This is a really good beer. Electro... What do we say it was called? Not Boom. Tonic. Ugh. Okay. Electrotonic Juniper Saison. Oh, interesting. Hmm. It might not have wheat in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm old. Why doesn't my computer remember this? Juniper berries, coriander, and cardamom. That's some of those spices that I was assuming were from the yeast, but it turns out are there themselves. Orange peel and lemon peel. Mm. Oh, and I've lost the Instagram machine. Dang it, I hate it when that happens. Orange peel and lemon peel. So again, the peel, bit of bitterness and a bit of a citrusiness, but not sour quite. That makes a lot of sense. Um, for, oh, for you insiders, this beer was formerly named Nerve Tonic. With its release to the LCBO, this beer had to lose some of its sense of humor, lest it be confused with a lesser medicinal product. This is Nerve Tonic. I've had this beer before. It's just been a while. It's really nice. Um, what did we say it was called? Electrotonic. I don't know why I can't remember that. Um... Does not say anything about the malt bill. Maybe the can does. I'll look it up on the can. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty smart. I should have looked at the ingredients first. Water, malted barley, malted wheat, hops, juniper berries, orange peel, coriander, cardamom, lemon peel, yeast. So, I was, uh, I was on the right track. And the Instagram machine's down right now, so they don't even know. And that's where everyone who's watching live is watching. Am I right about that? Yep, I am right about that. They'll be on YouTube right now. There's normally like two or three people. It's weird. Anyway. Actually, you know what I could do? We're going to go to... Yeah, pause due to poor connection. Better. We're on data. And, uh, oh, it looks like some people are still there. Hi, Instagram. Sorry I lost you. We're on data now. The problem, Instagram, is this router right here. See how there's nothing plugged into it except for one cable? That router is supposed to be my range extender, but when we replaced our modem, it changed the SSID. I say it changed. It's a long story. Our old modem had dual band, but it required separate SSIDs for each channel, whereas our new one only gives you one and it's assigned to both channels. And so I have to reprogram my range extenders to reflect that change. And I haven't done that. And I promise you, I will publish an edition of Spent Grain Zine before 
I do that. So we're going to continue to have pretty crappy connections for a while. Sorry. Also, gosh, could I just hurry up and get that done so then I don't have to think about it? Mm. Mm. Instagram, you missed this while I was gone. Electrotonic? This is Nerve Tonic. This is the beer I used to drink from Eastbound like two years ago. Haven't had it since then. They had to rename it because you can't call it Nerve Tonic at the LCBO because that sounds like it could be medicinal. Also, I love the LCBO and a lot of what they do, but they do stupid stuff like that where I'm just like, guys, really? Really? That's what we're going to worry about. That. Stupid. Anyway, this is a very good beer. And I have had it before when it was called Nerve Tonic, and it was delightful then. Um, oh, also, I was right, Instagram. There's wheat in there. There's also lemon peel and orange peel, which is where some of that tartness is coming from. So, uh, again, I said tart, tangy. This is the word I was, I think I was using, a tang. Tang is a fun word to say. You should try it right now. Mm. Sorry, I took a sip. Don't do it if you're in public. People will think you're weird. Anyway. Um, oh, sorry. Tattoo itch. That's really uncomfortable. Uh, hey, uh, okay, okay, okay. We're back. We're all back. So, yes, there's wheat, but there's also lemon peel and orange peel. Um, I think that's all we really needed to know. Didn't say anything about the hops. We're fine. Let's talk about food, guys. Hey, by the way, did anyone notice I did a gin and tonic last week, like an actual gin and tonic, and now I'm drinking a gin-based beer? Not planned. Anyway, I digress. It just occurred to me right now. Um, what are we going to eat with this delicious beer? Now, obviously, the usual suspects apply. Mussels will go well with a Saison. They always do. Uh, you know what else mussels go good with? Pretty much everything. Have you eaten a mussel recently? You should. They're a very sustainable seafood choice, and I highly endorse them. Mm, 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 mm. But, no. And same with what I said last week. Gin and tonic with Indian food is great. Uh, if you feel worried about the um, effects of colonialism on the nation of India, the nations, because there's also Pakistan, and yeah, thanks a lot, England, you did a great job there. It's like when we carved up the Middle East after World War II and thought that a bunch of white Europeans could adequately draw borders between vastly disparate people groups who didn't necessarily land geographically where we expected them to. And so instead, what we did is we made a region full of countries of, of multiple groups of people who have competing interests, up to and including very fundamental religious disagreements, which, funny enough, doesn't make for the nicest place to live in terms of peace and cohesion. I digress. Ask the Kurds if you want more details. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? I went on a real tear there. Um, oh, yeah, food. Oh, yeah, yeah, Indian food and Pakistani food also would probably go good. What's interesting with this beer is that spicing. The spices are key. Now... Uh, now that I know there's cardamom in there, can I taste cardamom? Yeah, it's in there. But I was just identifying a more general kind of Belgian spicy thing. Um, what I want you to do with this beer, and I've, I've prescribed this before, so I'm not going anywhere new, but 
I often have talked about Dutch poutine. Dutch poutine is our take on a dish from a local vendor, and we love it, and it's great. But you don't necessarily have to go there, but just do patat or log, which is like the mm, sort of foundation of what we're doing. This is French fries with Indonesian. Please be careful. I'm not asking you to use a different nation's peanut sauce. Indonesian peanut sauce. And... Um, uh, white onions, uh, chopped up little bits of white onion and mayonnaise. Okay. Ideally out of a squeeze bottle because I'm a visual person. Also, you get better distribution. You don't end up with like two tablespoons of mayo just sitting in the middle. So you've got nice fries covered in Indonesian peanut sauce, white onion, mayonnaise. Okay. That's what you want to eat with this because... The mayonnaise and the fries, obviously very fatty, very rich. The uh, sharp, biting spiciness of this beer are going to cut through that nicely. And same spiciness, uh, and to a lesser extent, some of that citrus is going to work really well with the Indonesian-style uh, peanut sauce. Now, I know I just said Indonesian-style is important. If you absolutely must buy, like, a bottle, yeah, fine, it's probably going to work. Peanut sauce is pretty easy to make. The key to Indonesian uh, and to a lesser extent Thai, wait, I've got that backwards, Thai and to a lesser extent Indonesian. Anyway, they're sweet. These are sweet peanut sauces and that's what you're looking for. Uh, they would typically make it with palm sugar. If you don't have access to palm sugar, that's fine. You'd have to go to an Asian market to get it. Um, white sugar works. Um, don't tell um, Uncle Roger I said that, but go with it, it it'll be fine. Um, that's a real killer pairing here. Extra added bonus, it's already vegan. Well, it might have fish sauce on it, so <laughs> go carefully. Uh, make your own peanut sauce if you need to. Again, if you're not making your own peanut sauce, come on, guys. It's not that hard. Here's what you're going to need. I'm going to walk you through this super quick. Uh, you're going to need natural peanut butter, not junk peanut butter. Uh, natural is the one where the only thing in it's peanuts. It's real easy. Also, by the way, you can make that too. Um, don't try and make this with junk peanut butter. It's not going to work. Junk peanut butter basically has margarine in it, which I'm not against. In fact, I enjoy a slice of toast with junk peanut butter on it, but it's not going to work in this recipe, or it's not going to work well. Uh, you want natural peanut butter. You need a jar of uh, Thai-style red curry paste in the fridge. This is something you should just have anyway because... What do you do if you decide you want to make a red curry night? You're gonna go out and buy curry paste? No, it's just in the fridge. It should be a staple. You should have a tub of, of red and green curry paste just on hand, as a rule. I mean, hey, you do you, but that's a good that's good life advice right there. You can call me dad for that one. Um call me oh I was gonna say daddy. Woo! Hey, that got creepy real quick. Don't call me that. Stick with dad <laughs> or Chris. That's fine too. Uh <laughs> uh, you're going to need some sugar, some soy sauce, ideally light soy sauce, or even better, um, uh, ketchup manis, which is um, sweet, thick, Indonesian-style soy sauce. That's very good. That's really what should be in there. Uh, but if not, don't use, like, um, certainly don't use uh, Japanese, like, sushi-style soy sauce. That's not what we're looking for. Um, and don't use like China Lily brand the, the stuff that you put on white rice at the Chinese restaurant and actually Asian people laugh at you for 
Don't use that either. Uh, light soy sauce, uh, if you don't have access to ketchup manis. And if you don't have access to ketchup manis, you need to put in extra sugar because it's sweet. So that's that. Uh, you know, a bit of ginger or even better galangal if you can get it goes a long way too. Um, I've kind of lost track of what I've listed. You know what? Here's what you do. Look up She Simmers. S-H-E-S-I-M-M-E-R-S. She Simmers. Um, Instagram account is beautiful. Uh, she has some really good cookbooks out. Uh, if you're a cookbook person, her cookbooks are really beautiful uh, and full of amazing, mainly Thai and to a lesser extent Indonesian cooking. Um, so you should check her out. Super awesome. Uh, her peanut sauce is on her website. I might even, if I think to you, put the link in the, the show notes. It's real good. And that's what you're going to use on your patat or log. Holy moly, it's 28 minutes and I'm still talking about food. Mm. And also just how nice this beer is. It's a really good saison. It's really good. Thinking back, because I didn't realize it was the same beer. I used to buy this frequently coming home from the Wolfpack games at Lamport because we were on King Street and we'd have to transfer to the Queen Street car and it's easiest to do that at, uh, at Broadview and Eastbound is just west of Broadview. So I would get off the streetcar with the kids walk over to Eastbound, buy some beers, get on the other streetcar and go home. It was real nice. Um, I'm trying to remember if this beer's grown up a little or not. I feel like it has. I feel like, I'm not going to say rough edges because that sounds bad, but I, I, I feel like it's a more complete idea now. I feel like it's really, it's hit its stride. Mm. Or perhaps my palate has caught up with it. Maybe it was already there and I wasn't. And now I am. This is a very, very, very tasty saison. It's it's interesting saison too, because um, again, saisons historically would have other stuff added to them. Like that's not out of the ordinary, um, but in the grand scale of things, right now, most saisons are either very simply um, played with. Let's say um, they, they might add a flavor or two, uh, or they don't have anything. They rely entirely on the the just the basic ingredients to drive the flavor which works really well saison yeast is amazing it's very tasty um but this one there's a lot of things added and uh again like sort of gin botanicals as they say um but it's been done in a way that i mean i, I didn't even catch half of them because i thought they were elements of other aspects of the beer that's actually a really good marker um now again staying away from the e-word here but i do this a lot and I spend a lot of time thinking about this. And when the execution is subtle enough that like, I thought, oh, there's a bit of a weedy tang and it's like, oh, but there is actually some citrus peel in there too. The way that I wasn't able to identify those two things separately because it was gently done. That's great. That's solid. Um, super tasty, super tasty beer. Uh, so I think, I'm going to talk after this, but I'm going to do the usual sort of beer wrap, which is, yes, we are drinking Electro Tonic from Eastbound Brewing, as noted, just west of Broadview on Queen Street in Riverside. Almost not, because Riverside goes from the bridge to the bridge. They're almost on the bridge, but uh, definitely a super cool place. Swing by there. Really, really nice spot to visit. Great food, too, and fantastic fantastic beers but i got this at the lcbo mm. 
And you can too, just remember, don't ask for nerve tonic, what it used to be called, ask for electro tonic. Because the LCBO will not sell you a nerve tonic just in case you think it's medicine. Because the LCBO thinks you're really stupid. And unfortunately, on the average, they might be right, but not you. You listening right now, I know you're not. You're smarter than that. For one, you're listening to a pretty cool podcast. Oh, that felt like a PBS-like fundraising ask. And we'll get right back to your next episode of <laughs> Little House on the Prairie just as soon as we raise 15,000 more dollars. Now, that's not what we're doing. We're drinking beer. Mm-mm-mm. Yep. Get it at the LCBO. Ask for it by name. If your local LCBO doesn't have it, ask them why. They could have it, and they should. It's tasty. Also, a very attractive label. I keep holding up this side, but have you seen that side? Oh, yeah, that almost looks like a Grateful Dead poster. That's pretty cool, too. Eat it with some patat or log or Dutch war fries. That's fries with peanut sauce, white onions, and mayonnaise. You won't regret that. That's going to go down a real treat. And uh, great. Uh, again, you know me. I'm not a seasonal drinker, but if you are, this is a summertime sipper if you've ever met one. Mm. I didn't even say, what's the alcohol content on this? 6.1%. Modest. Nice. That's the spirit. What a good beer. What a good beer. And even says brewed in Riverside right there. Not to be confused with Riverdale, where uh, Archie and friends live. Different place. Uh, hey, PSA, should I tell you about something? I don't actually have a PSA for you tonight. I marched in the Pride Parade yesterday. That was delightful. Mentioned my son had a great time too. Wants to go next year. So can we march again next year? I said, yeah, absolutely. We can march next year, buddy. So look for me in the Pride Parade next year. I'll be there. Our dog. Hey, if you want to make friends at the Pride Parade, top secret. Bring a dog. I think if we go next year, which I've already said we're planning on it. Because my son would like to. Uh, we're going to get Ginger a shirt made that she can wear that says on the side, free oxytocin. Because I think that's funny. It sounds like we're giving away drugs, but we're not. We're giving away feel-good drugs in your brain that your body makes itself. Um, yeah, a lot of people wanted to pat her. And thankfully, she's a friendly little pup, and so let people pat her. She was mostly interested in all the garbage. That's my PSA for this week. If you went to Pride and you didn't carry your own garbage out when you realized that every garbage in the city pretty much was full, you're a terrible person. There was a lot of garbage on the street, and it's not that hard to carry it out. Actually... Fun fact. Literally just remember this right now. I have some garbage in my pocket that I carried out. I wore, yes, I wore these shorts yesterday. This was a, a, a strip of pride uh, stickers, rainbow heart stickers. You can see that one got ripped if you're watching the video. And there's a little, little piece of one down here too. It got ripped. But that was the paper. And I got it. And I stuck pride stickers on a bunch of people. And then I did that, balled it up, and I stuck it in my back pocket. And I'm sticking it there now. And you know what? I'm going to forget about it again. And it's probably going to go through the wash. And I'm okay with that. Pick up after yourselves, guys. It's not that hard. You carried it there. You could carry it out. It's not going to hurt you. People. 
Anyway, Ginger spent most of the parade trying to find, especially after she realized that a couple of people had dropped Popeyes on the ground. There was like actual chicken on the ground. Whew. That really changed the stakes for that dog. She lives in a house where we don't eat chicken, so it was pretty special. Ginger had a special pride parade. She nearly ate some Popeye's chicken. She didn't, but she nearly did. Oh, and we also found her a button that I stuck on her on her bandana. And I, I said, I know this is, a, this is a flag. I just can't remember which. It might be the lesbian flag. Not. It was the bisexual flag, which is actually kind of fitting because Ginger licks everybody's bits. So she doesn't care. You know, in the dog world, she'd probably lick your bits, too. But let's not go there. I, you know, have never experimented with this myself because that's weird. But uh, she does lick dog bits. She doesn't care who's so fitting that she had the bisexual flag on her. Um, it was on her bandana. Did I mention that? We didn't pin a pin to our dog. That's weird. It was on her bandana with with a pride flag uh, heart. So perfect. Anyway, this is de descending into madness. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go. I got a sore tattoo. I'm going to get my wife to rub some uh, sweet almond oil into it. That's what I like on my fresh tattoos. What do you put on your fresh tattoos? Sometimes I put aloe on. I will warn you of this. Aloe burns if it's in an open cut, which tattoos are big open cuts. But it also then kind of cools once it's finished burning. Um... I actually tend, I would not recommend aloe, it works, but it's, it's uncomfortable. Sweet almond oil, though. Perfect. Perfect. Or just, you know, an unscented lotion. Just, I don't know, lotions, man. So much stuff in there. Just give me some sweet almond oil or aloe. Like I said, this is descended into chaos. Get your electrotonic right now at the LCBO. Ask for it by name. Or check out Eastbound Brewing. Young and Young and Broadview. A, those two don't touch. Queen and Broadview, on the other hand, do. And that's where Eastbound Brewing is. And while you're there, what else are you going to check out? There's a pretty good falafel shop just over the way. A couple of good pizza joints. Um, Prohibition might have closed in COVID. I've lost track. Uh, of course, there's the Broadview Hotel, a fantastic space uh, for events. It's above my pay grade, but whatever. And uh, Cannonball Coffee. I know there's a Dark Horse on the north side, which eastbound is also on just a little ways away, but basically right across from there, check out Cannonball. Cannonball's a little independent coffee shop, and I'm partial to it. So check out Cannonball while you're down there. It's nice. Um, other than that, that's what we got. I'm going to be back next week. No, 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 maybe. Next weekend is Canada Day. The holiday does fall on a Friday, which is a nice change of pace, isn't it? Oh, what am I talking about? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Who knows? It's a real mystery. Chris, if you're out there listening, not only do I not know what I'm drinking next week, I don't know if I am doing this next week. I typically break uh, on long weekends. But in this context, the long weekend, the long part is the Friday, not the Monday. So it's a little funny. Now, typically I would be like, well, that's fine. I'm still going to take advantage of that anyway. But on the Saturday, uh, my wife and children are flying uh, to Estonia. And yes, that's a real place. Actually, everybody knows that's a real place now because the conflict in, in Ukraine has brought to attention the fact that um, 
between when Russia annexed Crimea and when they attacked Ukraine, they were saber rattling, I believe is the technical term along uh, both the uh, Finnish and the Estonian and to a lesser extent, the Latvian um, border. And uh, the good news for Estonia and Latvia and Lithuania, but I don't think Lithuania might not have a Russian border or maybe they do. I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up. Uh, those three, Finland isn't yet, but is about to become part of NATO. And the beauty is once you're part of NATO, attacking them is starting a world war. So um, thankfully that hasn't happened. Uh, not least because there are people who I know and love in Estonia. I just think that world wars are a bad idea in general. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, no, people know that Estonia is a real place now. That's what I was thinking about. Uh, there was a time not that long ago when I would tell people that I'd, say, been to Estonia, which I have been. Uh, they're visiting family, by the way. Uh, we're not Estonian. Uh, my wife's brother married an Estonian, so family is there. Um, I would tell people about Estonia and they would look very confused. And it's because they didn't know where it was or that it even existed. But now we all seem to know. I mean, thanks, Russia. Thanks for making our geopolitical knowledge that much better. Mm. The point of this is to say that by Monday, on the one hand, I might be living a sweet, I was going to say swinging bachelor lifestyle. My wife is not currently watching. There will be no swinging taking place, I can assure you. <laughs> oh, to be young again. Um... But I will be living a, a bachelor lifestyle, so maybe I'll be really bored and lonely and I'll jump on and do a podcast. Much more likely is that I will still be in those sweet halcyon days at the beginning where I'm lying on the couch, let's be honest, probably naked because nobody else is here except me and the dog, uh, drinking beer. Uh, I don't even know what I'm going to eat. I haven't even thought about this yet. I can eat anything I want. I can eat anything I want all the time. Anyway, I don't know why this is any different. Sorry to bring you along on this um, thought experiment of discovery. This is a new one. What am I going to eat? I'm going to have to make it all. My wife only cooks a lot for me. I will point out, I'm a trained chef. I'm completely capable of cooking my own food. I just generally don't. Like, she made a really nice Nazi goring tonight with bay scallops. Man, I love bay scallops and food. Anytime that you think, I want to use a shrimp, but I feel bad about the uh, ethical implications of consuming shrimp and their farming practices, pardon me. If they're farmed, you're probably fine. Their harvesting practices? Just swap in a bay scallop. Way more sustainable. Equally tasty. And they're pre-little. They're these little bits. Oh, hey, Toronto Brewing. How you doing? Um, what was I saying? Bay scallops are delicious. Erica made a great Nazi Goring. She's going to be away for two weeks. I don't know what I'm going to eat or when or how. You know what? Let's just assume. I'm not going to be back here next week, but I will be back in two weeks unless I'm not. I'll probably put something on Instagram if I'm not. I might take a two-week break. Maybe it's a season break. This was an anticlimactic season ender, but who knows? The seasons are made up and the rules don't matter and nobody's counting points. So we'll figure it out, guys. We'll figure it out. That's the end of the story. 
See you back here in seven days, or maybe 14, or maybe 21. Maybe I'll have published Spent Grains by then. I really hope so. It's really hanging over me like a dark cloud making me feel like a bad person every time I think about the fact that I haven't gotten around to doing it yet. But if that isn't the story of my life... Oh, man. This is getting dark. Did you all know you were signing up to be counselors when you started listening to this podcast? Rob Curry, help me out of this, guys. Take me there, Rob Curry. Take me there. Check out this album. I am about to put the, 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 the link in the show notes. This is Link Ray Gunn off of We Are the Curry Brothers. It is our theme song. That means this episode is over, and I will talk at you sometime. Thank you.